This is the Gambling Gauchos. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Bro. Kyle Jacobson will join in a minute. This is a recording of our Twitter spaces responding to the Day of the Cactus. Again, this is a Twitter Spaces episode, so it is the unfiltered, unblemished fan reaction, and some fans do come unfiltered. We want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Barnett Howard and Williams, Diversified Lenders, Code Ninjas, Rojino Barbecue, and of course, the title sponsor, Cardinals Sports Center Studio, where we record all these gems. Please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Gambling Gauchos. Hashtag road to 10,000 followers before kickoff. I don't think that's an official hashtag, but it's kind of a goal of ours. Tell your friends. Rate and subscribe. We love y'all. Here is the Twitter spaces reacting to the Day of the Cactus. Anything happened on Twitter today, Rob? Not that I know of, man. Yeah, me neither. I guess we'll just uh, talk... Baseball news, a couple guys drafted. Yeah, some prospects got drafted. Yeah. You're I think that's what everybody's tuning in for. You ready to record? Yeah, sure. All right. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Rowe. It's Kyle Jacobson. Recording live on Twitter from the Cardinal Sports Center studio. Um, what are your thoughts on cactus emojis, Kyle? I love cactus emojis. I tweet many cactus emojis. Did you wake up today thinking you would tweet over a thousand of one emoji? Um, I mean, I, I wake no. up every morning thinking that, but it just happens to be different emojis. I thought when I went to bed last night, I thought that making that TCU assistant coach delete his um, tips button out of his bio. I thought that was going to be like that feels like a week the, ago. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the mountaintop, and then it turned into like a top three day on Texas Tech Twitter all time. You sending that coach two cents, quite literally two cents, <laughs> with a paragraph also was one of the top things you've ever done, and I'm proud of you for it. Well, thank you. Um, I, I was also maybe a little bit surprised at how swiftly that was removed. Like I checked two minutes later and that button was gone. And that was smart of him. Cause I feel like a lot of people would have piled on and sent him one cent or two cents. That's the dumbest thing he's done to take it out. He would have gotten uh, dollars, man. <laughs> dollars. Maybe Multiple dozens dollars. of dollars. Dozens of dollars. Um, I just can't believe a paid university employee was that pressed about another set of students making money. Well, and when are they going to stop? Like, okay, it's one thing for a fan base to go crazy on Twitter, but why is TCU's athletic director and why is TCU's director of recruiting sending out tweets from their official accounts? About drama. Yeah, like just stirring the pot. I guess you could say that it's... I mean, it's the same thing that the uh, university employees at Texas Tech are doing now, but it's just a response to what they've done, I guess. Well, okay, and like the first time with the athletic the, director, yeah, you could say maybe he foolishly didn't understand that Texas Tech Twitter was going to drag him. He you should have known. The university's official account got dragged two days before. Uh, true, but they especially should have known after that happened – and yet that uh, director of recruiting, I, I 
honestly can't think of his name. Brian. Like, just like Brian. Yeah, Carrington. Brian what? Carrington. <laughs> okay. Um, he decides to, you know, make that thread and then like double down on it, triple down on it today and tell us that he's playing chess or something. Oh, yeah. this. The, the, what's wrong? What's with these people saying they play 3D chess? I don't know. You're getting ass stomped on Twitter and you're playing 3D <laughs> chess with us? No, you're not. You're playing Tiddlywinks. I'm sure he thinks he is. You're playing Tiddlywinks, sure dude. Is. Come on. No. He, you know, just... Playing chess. He thinks he's playing 3D chess. Um. Yeah, there was obviously... There must have been some sort of, like, team meeting tonight because every single Texas Tech player on the roster tweeting the cactus emoji hashtag recommend at the same time was... Beautiful. Oh, I, at first, I thought like, okay, cool. Like a few players are getting in on. I like fresh Twitter once, and there's 20 tweets right there. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Is this Heisman candidate Cole Garrett in the spaces? I think so. I think the uh, the Texas Tech school record holder for career passing efficiency. Yeah, he's one for one with a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that touchdown was too trivia? Eric Eric Azucama. It was to Eric Azucama. His first. Yeah. Um. Man, we uh, we also talked about this on I guess Sunday when we recorded that you know without all the drama with the TCU athletic director yeah yeah there probably would have been some Dallas Fort Worth area Texas Tech alumni in attendance at that game and then they foolishly poked the bear and turned this into sort of a call to action and then like I said just decided to double triple down today. I have no idea what their end game is. And maybe this is the 3D chess that I'm not seeing, but all it looks like to me is them getting embarrassed in front of recruits, fans, their peers in the coaching and recruiting industry. So, I mean, I guess more power to them. But. Hey, I want to talk about uh, just the actual announcement yesterday, the, the matter of club and all that, but also it, just Texas Tech – Twitter is awesome. I love it. It, it is. Yeah. If you get on the wrong side of it, or or you, you even even on my end, like if you say something stupid or have a take that Texas Tech Twitter doesn't like, you you get it. Uh, and I've been through the ringer myself. But just imagine if football is good, because this is with ten years of mediocrity and below, and the the fan base has unified like this. Under Joey McGuire, who's not coached a down. Not a down. He's recruited a little bit, but not coached a down. And the Twitter unification today has just been incredible. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Jakeem Grant, Terrence Steele, uh, a bunch of ex-players, Johnny Mack, uh, Cole Roberts. Shout out to Cole Roberts and Diversified Lenders. Uh, BJ Simmons. It's just an amazing... Uh, amount just the fans the players the coaches i mean it's just unreal they haven't coached it down yet and and the whole the whole universe of texas tech people are behind him yeah it honestly rivals you know the unity that we saw before the texas tech versus ut game um in lubbock when you know it was a blackout people camping out changing their profile pictures on twitter and i feel like there was also a sort of a grassroots movement on twitter before Joey was hired, you know, all the hire McGuire stuff. But at that point, I think the people who still didn't or who weren't that familiar with him kind of weren't in on the action. And, you know, since then, he's done press conferences, he's recruited, and they are starting to get it. 
know, they watch the brand on ESPN plus. And so I feel like today was even more hyped than like the higher McGuire stuff on Twitter. Cause people know him. Like everybody knows him now. Um, and yeah, I've, I've never seen something like that where even the coaching staff and players get in on like what was initially just sort of a meme and like a fan thing and just go all in on it like that. It's unprecedented. I would say. It was. Um, let's get to our first request because this is the People's Podcast. We've got Glass University, and I like where this is headed because they've got the cactus emoji in the username, and they've got a picture of a camel for the profile picture. So That's beautiful. <laughs> what's up, Glass University? Hey, uh, I just saw y'all talking. Uh, I heard y'all talking about uh, the the chess, like the TCU admins playing chess. And everyone's saying like, oh, they probably want us to buy tickets. And I think that they might want us to buy tickets, but like, how is that chess? You know, it's like they might make money, but we're going to beat the shit out of them. It's awesome. Well, but but yeah. the, the Amon G. Carter Stadium has sold out the last three times Texas Tech has been without this. So it's not like they're trying to sell out a 70,000 seat arena. It's 40,000 seats. Like it's going to sell out regardless. When people don't forget, I mean, like there's bulletin board material and then there's there's this like I've seen bulletin board material and it's like, OK, that was one tweet or one headline. And then it kind of I've never seen an entire fan base just put the same exact emoji in their display name and tweet all day about cacti in, in July, in July. Like it's going to be insane to lead up to that game. Like people aren't going to forget this. We're just going to re up it as soon as the clock hits zero on whatever game is before TCU. And then we're going to read out our profile pictures on Twitter. The folks that go to the game in Fort Worth are going to wear all red. You know, we're going to be seen in that stadium and we'll bring up all the cactus stuff again. So I, I don't know why they are so intent on poking the bear, but I, I say let them. Obviously, it's galvanized this team, the coaching staff, everybody, the fan base. So I'm, I'm glad they did it. It was, it was a lot of fun on Twitter today. It was. Hey, thanks, Glass University. Uh, let's go back to the actual uh, Matador Club, Kyle. Um, the announcement yesterday, $25,000. Um, it's going to be renewable if you stay year to year. Just, I guess, basic broad thoughts on on your response. I know, I know we knew it was coming, um, but the dollar amount and 15 walk-ons, 100 total, just, I guess what you think it's going to do to recruiting and, and otherwise just players already here. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, th- I think the way they set this up is perfect. And this was something when you and I interviewed Cody Campbell um, a month or two ago, maybe uh, patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. If you want access to that interview, he talked about, we need a sustainable model. We don't want one guy in the locker room who drives a Ferrari and everybody else gets a $50 Texas Roadhouse gift certificate. He said, we want, you know, every single player walk on starter fifth year, first year to have the same access to the same amount of money. And the beautiful thing about this. Yeah. Some guys can still learn more because they can go do an additional NIL partnership, but this gives you a baseline. Every recruit now knows, like, even if I don't get other NIL benefits, I'll have this baseline and like, you know, I heard you and Hyatt talking about this on the radio that maybe that part of it is overblown. I don't think it is because like, yeah, people in, in the office workplace, they still make different amounts of money based on experience or job title, whatever. 
but everybody has, you know, the same health insurance. There's a minimum wage. We work the same eight to five Monday through Friday. And that's what this does for everybody. And it's on a higher level than all of your peer programs for sure. And pretty much on a higher level than just about anybody. I mean, there might be schools like in Alabama that I think they've got three million instead of two and a half million on their annual payroll. But giving every kid the same baseline, I think, is a perfect way to do it. And I sincerely hope and think that with the energy behind this, that they'll be able to expand this to basketball, baseball, Olympic sports, everything. And like this will just be part of our identity as an athletic department. Yeah, and it, it's only going to grow. And I think the Matador Club, what they're doing is so special because this isn't a ceiling that you can reach because it's just as much as Texas Tech fans can put into it. And you've seen today, uh, if you get their minds together, uh, they can do whatever the hell they want to. Or we have uh, Astros. I don't know if I want to let this guy in Astros stuff, but uh, go ahead. Man. <laughs> um. I just want to say um, I just got done with orientation at Tech this past weekend. Fucking love the campus, love the tradition. Can't wait until I get there in the fall. Um, this is actually my first interaction with, like, Texas Tech Twitter. And when I'm saying I followed pretty much every uh, Texas Tech fan account, and the cactus were flying in the timeline and shit like that, and I cannot wait until this fall going to the games like i'm actually a journalism major and stuff like that i want to get into like the twitter stuff and like for accounts and stuff so this is all up my alley and i can't wait until this fall and when we beat tcu's as it's going to be something i can't wait for so that's all i gotta say well congrats on starting orientation and it's actually like this every single day on texas tech twitter so get used to it never ends <laughs> in the best way possible yeah um so yeah and and like uh so i got home from work today and my wife was like what is this cactus stuff and i kind of had to explain it i would guess most people in here understand but like just to kind of set the table after the matador club announcement that you were just talking about rob uh, a tcu assistant coach i think he's their director of recruiting some title like that starts this thread and like honestly i want your thoughts on this rob but to me that thread read like i'm gonna throw as many big like economic sounding words out there to kind of confuse 17 year olds reading this into thinking that them earning 100 to 125,000 over the course of their collegiate career is no big deal and like i do get some semblance of truth to what he was saying that like it does go beyond just that paycheck um but I mean, it also was like completely just sour grapes. Yeah, if that's TCU, all they were doing. Yeah, TCU doesn't have anything comparable to this. And he's trying to sell them on like, oh, well, can you do it um, in that marketplace once you're not wearing the uniform? That's what got me. That, oh, yo, absolutely. So he's trying to make this pitch that – so he said that we were out in the desert and used the cactus emoji. That's where yeah. all this started. But it's so stupid coming from TCU because they're like – 12th place in the sports pantheon in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Yeah. They're behind the Rangers, the Mavs, the Mavs offseason, the Stars, the Cowboys, the Cowboys offseason. You know, they're yeah. following. They're probably about the same as SMU and UNT. If you're going to get combined. a billboard in Dallas or Fort Worth, are you going to try to get the backup punter 
or the star from TCU. You're going to get the backup punter with the star on his helmet from the Cowboys. You could you, literally put yes. a stock image of me wearing the Cowboys star and it'd be worth more than Trevon Boykin or whoever yes. in the TCU form. And Whereas you just can't the, do that in Lubbock because the right. double T owns the market. Exactly. The opposite of that is that Texas Tech is the ticket in town in Lubbock. You know, we have the Lubbock Matadors now. That's the only professional sports we have. But, like, if you're succeeding on the field in Lubbock at Texas Tech, we've seen this in other sports. Guys like Tariq Owens, Matt Mooney played here one year, and they left three years ago, and people still talk about them, interact with them on Twitter, go to their camps, buy their merch. Norrence Odiase, listen to his podcast. So the whole – like his, he was off base with his entire premise that like, yes. oh, well, once you leave the university there, out there in the desert, you'll have no brand identity, no name identity, and then it's all for naught. Whereas I guess his point was, if you play in Dallas, Fort Worth, in the big city, everybody will know you after you're done playing. I don't buy that for a second. When he went way further, he was like, you can't raise a family there. You can't build a business there. I, I guarantee you there's people in Lubbock that have built businesses, you jackass. I mean, he just got so personal about it. And that's the only reason that – well, not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons I was cool with just hammering him all day because he just got so personal with the entire fan base and the the, yeah. the entire western part of the state that he has no idea about. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, okay, how does – how do the kids from Lubbock – I'm blanking on his name, but the kid from Lubbock Coronado who committed to TCU a couple of years ago, Blair Conride – how does he feel about his hometown being talked about like that? How does uh, the Dykes family, you know, Sonny Dykes is the head coach there now. How do they perceive that? And if you're going to recruit Major Everhart or players like that from this re- from this region of the a- world. Avion Carter just committed. How are you going to sell them on that when you are literally tweeting publicly that you think their hometowns are out in the middle of nowhere, a place where you can't raise a family, get an education, start a business, whatever he said. Yeah, it's like, hey, let me come save you from your redneck oasis here in West Texas and bring you to the big yeah. city. So you can do it from here, man. <clears throat> from here, it's possible, they say. That That is what they say. It'd be like a stupid – if you're trying to recruit this state, it'd be about as stupid as like delving into a Dallas versus Houston debate, knowing that like 90% of the prospects come from those two metro areas. Yeah. And you're, you're just going to like trash one or the other on Twitter and then go into those high schools and try to recruit that area. And I know that West Texas doesn't have the same volume, but I don't know. Like to me, good luck recruiting in Amarillo, Lubbock, the Permian Basin, after all that. And, you know, that's great. More for us, more guys staying home, hopefully, and wearing the scarlet and black. Yeah, and it's the same thought process that these Pac-12 guys have that are writing about the Big 12, how – uh, the Big 12 has no value. It's just a bunch of flyover country. Wouldn't you much rather have the Bay Area and, and Seattle? You, you think anybody's watching Washington football in Seattle? No, they're Seahawks fans. Talk about a saturated market. Uh, and, and the rest of the Pac-12, what they're doing is it, like, okay, we own California. No, you don't. USC owns California, and they're in the Big 10 now. Yeah. There's and no I value think, there. Yeah, and I think moving up to a – 30,000 foot perspective on this just with the NIL conversation in general I think programs that are located in college towns or where the university is kind of number one are going to do a lot better than pro sports 100% especially 
a pro sports town that has like three or four, maybe five with MLS franchises there. Cause it's just, it gets drowned out. And like you said, they want Cowboys players on the billboards. They want Rangers players on the commercials. Like, sorry, but TCU and SMU just don't add that value. Like the advertising marketing value in Dallas Fort Worth, like the Cowboys stars, Rangers, Mavs do. No, I think, I mean, and I could be wrong, but like I look at, um, you know, it's the same with USC and UCLA. Like that's a pro sports town. And especially now that the NFL is in Los Angeles and they've got two teams there. You know, people like the Lakers. They like the Dodgers. It's, it's hard for UCLA football to like really stand out in that market, in my opinion. So I think the Miamis, the you know Georgia Techs located in Atlanta, places like that might kind of struggle. They might not. I mean, they might have a lot of money behind it, but Miami has like you'll always... the big the big ones. But can they get the the volume and the yeah all the way down the roster like Texas Tech is able to? Yeah. Or Tuscaloosa or Ann Arbor and have true brand recognition in the city, right? Because you can you can spend money, but there's a difference between money and brand recognition, which is what that guy was trying to get at. He just did it poorly. Yeah, I'm going to let uh, sidelines Houston chime in because they're. I don't know if I'd call Houston a pro sports town, but they have pro sports there. Um. Maybe he's got different thoughts on that. And then, Rob, remind me just so I don't forget to make a point about Matt Wells. But uh, sidelines, Houston, you can unmute and give us your thoughts whenever you're ready. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. I, I'm i on your side. So I actually grew up in Fort Worth. And anytime I saw TCU stuff out there, which is pretty rare, it was it was kind of like, a, oh, crap, yeah, like TCU is right down the road. And – I know, I know there's a caveat, like they are a small private school, you know, they can only pump out so many, all that stuff. I get that, but yeah, growing, growing up in Fort Worth, I never saw all that much TCU stuff. It was always Texas or tech or OU or, or things like that. And going to Houston, I was actually surprised by the amount of people I saw in Houston wearing UH stuff. I know they're trying to get away from the, um, image that they have at their commuter school and it still kind of is that way but they're, they're working on it and I, I think the thing is it's, it's easier that they're a public school you know tcu and smu i i always clown smu for this they, they always wear those dallas jerseys right uh, billboards in dallas around smu will say like oh we're dallas's team but you know smu is in the richest neighborhood in texas they're not really dallas's team right you know they're a small amount of people that get to go there versus Lubbock or Manhattan or Ames or Stillwater. That's all there is. And that's so much better. So yeah, maybe uh, tech or Oklahoma state alumni won't donate as much, you know, assuming he's got the deep pockets, but when it comes to, to meaning anything in the town and having recognition, it's, it's night and day. Yeah. You bring up a good point. And that's actually another part of, what Cody Campbell, kind of the leader of this Matador Club, NIL Collective, one of his points is that it can't just be the deep pockets donors. Like every school has a few of those. Um, but the advantage of a school like Texas Tech and probably Houston has is you have hundreds of thousands of living alumni. And if everybody gave five bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks over time, um, you know, you can make a huge difference. Whereas a school like TCU with a quarter of the enrollment of Texas Tech, you know, they just don't have the the same volume behind it. Um, and I got to ask you while you're in here, you know, the addition of Houston to the Big 12 adds a nice kind of symmetry within the state of Texas. 
the uh, the two private schools, both along the I-35 corridor, kind of, you know, of course, are big rivals. And Tech, I think, needs a public school in the eastern half of the state to balance things out. So are y'all are y'all down for a West Texas, East Texas rivalry once y'all get here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that, that'd be awesome. I, I, I went to Lubbock once and, and loved it. It wasn't for a football game or anything, but I, I love all the college towns. I love that feel. I think that's what real college football is about. So, yeah, I, I, I think, and, you know, we played last year. We're playing this year. I think I think it's a good jump off point. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think Rob is excited about uh, excited about that rivalry. Yes, I am. And I'm going to try to get the team to wear white every time they come. Yes. Yeah, we have to make that a tradition. If you know, you know. Uh, celebrate cotton. All right, let's hear about Matt Woods. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not – let me preface this by saying I'm not trying to pile on. Like, he's gone. Wish him luck wherever he's going next. But I cannot help but uh, just be amazed at the contrast between – what is your favorite thing about Lubbock? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, versus this entire team, coaches, support staff, players, fan base, going to bat for the entire region today. Because when they said desert, they weren't just talking about Lubbock. They're talking about the Panhandle, the Permian Basin, anything west of the I-35 Metropolis Corridor. And that, to me, you know, coaches talk about culture and all that crap all the time. This, what we saw today, that is culture and that's real. And that is loving the place where you live, where you go to school. That's loving the double T. And that stuff goes deep. Like that creates a bond between teammates. That makes them want to win, show out for the fans on and off the field. I freaking love that. And so, again, I'm not trying to pile on Wells. We know that didn't work out. But we went all the way to the opposite side of the spectrum, which is I know where you and I live, Rob, which is the absolute admiration and love and chest pounding for West Texas. And this staff gets it. Yeah, you talk about the opposite theory when you're hiring new coaches. And I don't think people realized uh, just in all the ways that Joey McGuire and the staff is going to be opposite of what Matt Wells is running here. And again, it's it's not really any disrespect to Matt Wells. It's just the honest truth. Uh, you just have a different feel about the program. And it, it feels silly on July 19th to say that this was a pivotal moment in the McGuire era. Uh, but there's a lot worse things you can do in the offseason than unite a fan base, even for something as silly as putting a bunch of damn cactuses on your Twitter accounts. Or we have a uh, Tom joining us. Tom, what's up, man? I I'm just enjoying this day. This has been such a great day. It's July 19th, 2022. We've got the MLB all-star game going on and we're trending on Twitter. How do we do that? That's how awesome we are. Um, love what Ryan uh, said about uh, Sonny Dykes and trying to recruit west of Weatherford and uh, even more loved Amen G Cactus. Um, proud to be associated with you guys. Love you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it there, Tom. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, hey, we're just doing this to have a good time. And we thought the offseason was going to be slow. That's why we, uh, if, if those of you, I guess probably most of y'all tuning in, follow us on Twitter, 
uh, just came up with a bunch of random lists thinking we'll need something to talk about in the middle of July. And we didn't today or last week when uh, TCU's athletic director decided to make a clown out of himself. But it's been fun. So I'm glad we're keeping things interesting while there aren't any games being played. This is the slowest day in sports. Don't you know that, Kyle? Is, is it today? Yo, I guess tomorrow is technically when the uh, when Major League Baseball is off one more day. Okay. Yeah, it's like one of what – is it the only day where there's none of the four major sports? Yeah, I believe so. Holy cow. Yeah. All right, anyway. Um, Alex Root, did you like the uh, more like Amon G. Cactus tweet? I did. That's very. That was a very high-quality tweet. I, I thought of you when I, when I sent that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that um, I was talking to my mom called me right before y'all went live. So I missed the very beginning, but it, it's crazy when, you know, your, your parents call you and talk about this bozo from TCU galvanizing the entire tech fan base against another team. And like, I, I don't know what the heck you think you're going to accomplish. And I, I also just wanted to say that, you know, since basically April 1st of last year, it's been kind of a renaissance to be a tech fan you know we're all against somebody maybe that's just our natural hatred for everyone else that you know unites our us tech fans but you know we've been chris beard tech twitter Raider sports whatever got basically got joey mcguire hired and then this today i mean my entire timeline is just cactus tweets from mcguire mahomes all old players current players future players recruits it's it's just been incredible you're absolutely right and i think i think we were talking about this in the discord server today that we have and just how united this fan base has been over the last year plus like after beard left and then the support the groundswell support for mark adams and then of course they had a great season which only amplified that and you saw it with the the home attendance at the basketball games the blackout whiteout red out of our profile pictures and then, yeah, during football season, of course, it wasn't didn't go as well as we'd hoped, but, you know, made your first bowl game in a while, won your first bowl game since 2013. And the fan base, again, unified behind Joey McGuire. And like I said earlier, the ones that maybe didn't quite know him when he got hired, I think have gotten glimpses of him over the last several months. And, yeah, then you fast forward to today, and it's like, man, it really does feel like a sleeping giant has been awakened and to Rob's point earlier, this is before you've played a down of football under this administration. Like, can you imagine what it's going to be like if they come out of the gates and start winning some games and you already have this amount of energy and support behind it? It's just going to multiply even more. And I can't wait to see that happen. Hey, Kyle, I have a question real quick before we bring in Chuck. Okay. Uh, do you have some bagel bites tonight? <laughs> no, I uh, had some tacos and I uh, – I browned the ground beef in a cast iron skillet. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, do you wish you had some something else for dinner? Maybe a... Well, yeah. I mean, I could always go for some Rahino barbecue, Texas Monthly Top 50. Um, I'm not sure where their mobile trailer is going to be this weekend, but follow them at Rahino BBQ on Twitter and Instagram, and I bet they've got it posted there. Um, or if you don't want to chase them all around West Texas, you can just go check them out in Olton. Great barbecue. Um, in my opinion, the best in the world. Chuck, what's up, man? Mr. Prime, what's up, Chuck? Got a moment there. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Now. Yes, sir. Well, now we can't, or I can't. No, I can't hear you now there, Chuck. Chuck, come on, man. Come on, Chuck. <laughs> no, there he is. The echo, uh, I think she was speaking just a second. Kind of your point. You know, it felt like we kind of wandered in the desert. We talked about this a little bit with Adams, but it felt like this whole fan base. Because, like, I mean, Kyle, you and I were in school around the same time. Like, we remember angry, you know, hateful tech fans. And it was a lot, lot of fun to be a Red Raider back then. And then for a real long time, it, it, we had moments, you know, but didn't have a whole lot of them. And with this hire, it it kind of seems like we've got it. Fe- it really feels like we've got a lot more coming. And I'm just really, really excited about it. I'm with you. It's kind of like when Stella got her groove back. Uh, no comment on no. that. No, nobody. It was, it's absolutely. It's exactly like that. <laughs> well, Chuck, you used the analogy wandering through the desert, and uh, man, we couldn't have picked. A I enjoy better, a good pun. Yeah, we couldn't have picked a better emoji, and that TCU assistant couldn't have picked a better. Uh, couldn't have had better word choice to uh, bring everything full circle here. And this here, folks. We are in the midst of greatness, Texas Tech Twitter greatness. Briggsy, I think, is the first one who put the cactus in his display name. And then in the Discord, I was like, hey, should we should we all do this? And he was like, I've already done it. Let's go. And so that's when it took off. Hey, boys. It's a pretty good little day, isn't it? It's a beautiful day. I'd say so. <laughs> you know, I've always said – not being one of the youngest on our discord or Twitter or anywhere, there's a uh, major element of, uh, we all have a chip on our shoulder. And I also go back to the Marine mantra of no better friend, no worse enemy. And man, Texas tech Twitter is like stepping in a fire ant mound. And I think we have seen that today. It's incredible. And just, I'm glad that I didn't need to be productive at work today because I sure as hell wasn't. But you guys, I make my pitch. Everybody needs to be on the Discord. It's a blast. And love y'all. Thanks, Briggsy. Um, The Discord he's referring to, $5 a month gets you access to our Patreon, exclusive interviews, early access to our public interviews. Uh, We've interviewed Matt Mooney, Cody Campbell, Fardaz Amac, Sonny Cumbie is our most recent one. And actually, as fate would have it, we're talking to an NIL professional tomorrow who works with student athletes in the NIL space and had that plan before the Matador Club announcement, before this stuff blew up at TCU. So it should be a good a good time. Um, Rob, what else do you got? Well, we have uh, Shelly waiting in line. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. Hey, y'all. I just wanted to say I had to be on the ball at work today and I missed out on – most of the fun but coming back from my work day to this community and seeing what my school has done today let's not ever forget like there's power in just being a fan and showing up and I also wanted to disagree with Kyle's criticism because I thought how Stella got her groove back was hilarious Rob so thank thank you you. appreciate that's it (laughs) 
Oh, I I don't have any criticism. I just I don't even understand the uh, the reference. I'm Kyle doesn't know uh, movies. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Catch up. Um, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh I'll Google it tonight. Read read up on it on Wikipedia. Um, you and Mrs. Goucher can watch it this weekend. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, I will say though, shout out to Joey McGuire and the team. They basically waited till like six p.m. I think to really set off some fireworks. Like, yeah, there was stuff all day on Twitter and even going back to last night. But uh, once like Joey was in on it and Mahomes was in on it, that was well after 5 p.m. So hopefully uh, fans that were working today didn't miss out on too much of the good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to decide how I want to attack this on KKM.com. I I usually try to put some like tweets in there of reactions and, and whatnot. I don't know if I can fit 2,000 tweets into a WordPress uh, article, but I'm going to try. You were on the ball last night, too. Somebody was like, hey, I missed all the Twitter action. I need a summary. And you were already halfway through your draft on KKM.com. Yeah, one more time. That's KKM.com. <laughs> uh, is there an app where people can listen to you every day, Rob? Yeah, Talk 103.9 weekdays, 11 to 1 with uh, Ryan Hyatt in the Raiderland on uh, Good Talk 103.9. That's the app. Good stuff. We got Michael from 23 Personnel, who we just did the ambitious crossover event with. And uh, that was that was after the TCU AD tweet, but before yesterday's nonsense. So what's up, Michael? Hey, man. Yeah, we may have to refer to this as like BC as in before Cacti. I'm, I'm not sure how we fill this in on the timeline, but I just wanted to chime in really quick uh, and brag on you guys. I can't believe that this basically started from Briggsy's suggestion. You guys rolling with it, jumping head first into it. It's been fantastic. Uh, the only thing I wanted to mention was, am I correct in remembering that Joey McGuire's press conference, did he say that Texas Tech was a sleeping giant or was that at a different time? Well, there's the rumored 232-page uh, binder that he took into the interview. Okay. Uh, which grows in pages that was labeled allegedly waking a sleeping giant. He might have said in his press conference too. Well, I just remember that being thrown around, and and we're seeing it, guys. I mean, y'all are a big part of it. The NIL deals, uh, you know, everything we've seen. The the stadium south end zone expansion that I hope has you know five pump jacks and a couple of cacti floating around. It's we're seeing it, and it's it's really cool to be a part of this. Like a lot of your guys mentioned before, in July, the, to be to be able to see things happening right before our eyes and. You know, I, tech is a sleeping giant. I think we're seeing it. We're seeing the fans that are just hungry to win. I think that's the big knock on TCU is they're just kind of passive about it. And unless they want to talk about a three and zero winning record against, uh, yeah, whatever we put out on the field the last few years wasn't quite as up to par for our standards anyway. But um, I, I just think we're seeing it finally come to realization. And that's all I had. You guys are awesome. Love everybody. Bye. Thanks, man. And I, I agree. I think if you look ahead two or three years from now, what piece of the puzzle will be missing? The the staff is in place. They're recruiting like crazy. The facilities will be in place. The NIL is in place. The crowd support, if it's anything like the Twitter support, if you have 60,000 mad Red Raiders in the Jones every Saturday – what is going to be missing from this program 
that will be needed to compete for Big 12 championships in the year 2025? Uh, I'll take not a damn thing for 500, Alex. So let's freaking go then. Uh, we got another parlay picador, Mr. Chase. Uh, what's up, man? I don't want to say uh, again. Oh yeah, there you go, Chase. No, what's up? Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. Well, I was just going to say Chase was uh, pivotal in uh, getting a couple, like Patrick Mahomes for sure. I think he sent Patrick <laughs> Mahomes forty-two cactuses. <laughs> yeah, whatever that number was. Uh, hopefully, that's an average points that we get this season. Uh, so, you know, I I want to kind of you know piggyback on what you just said there, Kyle. The uh, you know last season was you know like last decade has been terrible. Last season was the worst fan attendance at 52,000 average. I don't see how we're not averaging 58,000 fans a game this year. I just don't. Like, the, the buy-in is completely – if I wasn't having a, a kid, then I would absolutely have season tickets and drive my ass from Houston every weekend. Yeah, and I think a lot of, a lot of that has to do with uh, it being the, the year with Texas and Oklahoma too. But for this to be Joey's first year and potentially – the final time you play Texas and Oklahoma in Lubbock, I mean, those games are going to be nuts. And if if you play Oklahoma and it's close in the fourth quarter and you're really getting getting up to how Joey said that you're going to finish that game, beat Oklahoma, and tear down the south end zone on the same night, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. And you're not going to want to miss it, for one. Absolutely. And then also, you know, I want to point out two things. Like, one was like, you know – I'll say this. My dad was the guy that tweeted at the AD and TCU Athletics for their punk move of not selling tickets. Notorious. Oh, yeah. And then Briggs. Yes, Notorious. And then Briggs, you know, he's like, hey, should we do this cactus thing, right? Those are two guys that graduated from Tech in the 80s. Our entire fan base is hungry. This is not Utah with a bunch of 23-year-olds. This is not UCF with a bunch of people under 40. This is our entire fan base generationally is hungry. And that matters because that generation has money to donate and give. And if you're not giving to the Matador Club, then what are you even doing here? Absolutely. Amen. And uh, hey, a portion of all the Patreon proceeds go to the Matador Club. I, I tweeted this earlier. I, I think those guys would only be making like twenty four nine ninety five a year um, without the Parlay Picador's contributions. And so we really stepped up to the plate. And imagine this. The Jones is rocking. You beat OU, and then you're going to take out the South End Zone. What if you just commission the students to start the process that night? Like, hey, don't rip down the goalposts. Just get to work on the bleachers and the South End Zone building. and Take home whatever you us. get. Yeah, help us with the demolition. They used to do that on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when A&M was in town. Yep. Uh, Chase said something else I – had a thought on and now I forgot it. Oh, he said that Briggsy graduated tech in the eighties. I think that was like 1989, like December of 1989. So not, not any earlier than that. Can you confirm Briggsy? Uh, maybe slightly a little before that. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say 1889. No, I was trying to help you out. <laughs> Um, Rob, the other kind of, it, I mean, we can circle back to any of this TCU beef at any point, but uh, the other development over the last few days has been kind of some concrete news related to conference realignment. The merger is off. 
And the Pac-12, as best I can tell, regressed in their stage of denial. And now they're talking about an ACC partnership again, which I thought what? everybody I was over that. that. Like, when are they just going to finally cave and be like, okay, four or six of us are joining the Big 12? Why are they doing this? Well, I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but uh, there was a lot of steam today for SMU and San Diego State to join the pack, uh, which I do not understand. Um, and I, I get it that Houston and, and BYU and UCF and Cincinnati joined last year to the Big 12, but there were still five power conferences at that point, and there was no option but that. There are options here. Um, and and for the Pac-12 to be staring at 25 million a year in the face and be okay with that, I think tells you everything you need to know. And if you're the Big 12, you have an opportunity to be in a position of strength where you only add a school if it's going to help you. There's no reason to add Wazoo. There's no reason to merge with Oregon State. Um, Oregon, sure, that gives you value. The Arizona schools, sure, those give you value. Utah pairing them with BYU gives you value. Um, I don't even know that Colorado gives you revenue. Um, I don't know the numbers there, but I just I would not reach on any Pac-12 school. But I, I think it's coming. I mean, it has to. I just feel like at this rate, they're going to do this ACC thing for another couple of days, and then when that dies, Oregon and Washington are going to apply to the Big Ten and just like keep moving backwards, and they're going to be told no again, and it's like. When are y'all just going to bite the bullet and go to the Big 12? Like, I at this point, I think Arizona and Arizona State probably want out. If those are the only two you get, I'm cool with that. Because I feel like there's no way they sign up for a new conference with Oregon and Washington having one foot out the door and their new competition is San Diego State and SMU when they could just move to the Big 12. I don't know. I, I guess I could be wrong, but I feel like – and then at that point, if Arizona and Arizona State are gone – and you're using San Diego State and SMU just to get to 10, and you still have Oregon State, Wazoo, and the Bay Area schools in there, there's just no TV value there. And I guess the latest idea that's been floated is Oregon and Washington could take a um, an extra chunk, like an unequal, um, an unequal piece of the pie on the revenue sharing to make it feasible for them. But, I mean, it's trending toward them having to take, like, 70 percent and then the rest goes to everyone else i mean there's no way that they can make more in a 10 team pack 10 with smu and san diego state than by just joining the big 12 i wouldn't yeah. think no i agree hey uh sorry to interrupt here uh 18th uh trending hashtag reckham on twitter uh, it says texas tech red raider fans share the cactus emoji in support of their team the cactus is officially trending kyle Let's go. 8,000 tweets deep. Wow. Um, I think West Texas was trending on a smaller scale earlier today and yesterday. And Lubbock was trending today. Texas Tech was trending. So, um, man, our fan base could show out for sure. Um, we didn't, we needed to show up in the TV numbers, though. That'll it, feel really good. It's also Gerlich and Tadlock and Adams and, I mean, everybody. It's, it's a... And again, not to delve all this again because we're talking about realignment, but it, you you insulted an entire just region. It wasn't just a Texas Tech stab. It just is amazing to me that that happened. 
Uh, but yeah, I agree with everything you're saying about um, what you need to do as a Big 12 member. And really, the most important thing the Big 12 can do right now is just be patient. Um, and I don't think they need to do anything or will do anything until August 1st when your mark steps into the building uh, on day one as an official uh, commissioner. I, I think that's part of the holdup. I think if there is some sort of like legal action, you know, whatever, I think he needs to be the commissioner to sign off on it. And I agree. I mean, wait it out as long as it takes for them to get whatever TV numbers they need. If uh, ESPN comes back and they don't get the numbers they like and they try something else and they don't get the numbers they like, just wait them out. I mean, eventually they're going to realize that we'll make more money going to the Big 12 and they'll do it. I'm getting impatient as a fan just because I want to, I want to see the the dust settle. But I don't know. Like I said, it just feels like we're in a loop of denial where they're like, okay, um, yeah, the merger is over, so now we're going to look back at the ACC. And it's like, no, guys, that story died two weeks ago. There's no ACC partnership or merger that's not happening. I don't know what it's going to take to get through their six skulls, but uh, we got another guest speaker. Um, Keaton Lytle. What's up, man? Howdy. Uh, I, I was just, I was noticing, especially while we were talking, both the, you know, the trending Wreckham uh, hashtag, but but also another thing while we were talking, you know, realignment and all that, I was thinking about the new Big 12, right as I, I've seen today, like five UCF accounts also in solidarity tweeting some some cactuses which i think is just the greatest thing ever uh and i i think it's insane that it's gone to the point where it's beyond just tech fans now and it's it's getting really ridiculously big but i i think it's it's interesting both you know from a brand perspective and the conference perspective and everything it's just it's ridiculous to the to the point that it's making me incredibly happy today yeah, I love it too. Um, I think I saw an Iowa State fan. He has like the tornado emoji in his username, and he added the cactus. Uh, and he said that like a tornado full of cactuses sounded cool. And like I remember making the uh, the Mark Madness profile picture banners for some Iowa State fans. Like they had a team in the tournament, and they were putting the Mark Madness logo on their Twitter profile picture. So I think there's especially with Iowa state and Kansas state, for whatever reason, it seems there's a lot of mutual love between um, our fan bases and their fan bases. And so it is cool to see, you know, your conference brethren sort of back you up against schools like TCU or Baylor, you know, whoever it might be. Um, I think it's also trending that way, kind of bringing this back to the conference realignment. If, and when Utah joins, I think everybody in the big 12 is going to pull for BYU in that matchup just based on their Twitter interactions with Utah fans. And so I'm curious to see in the new Big 12 how these alliances form. And I hope our reputation is one of, like, essentially you don't want to cross us on Twitter. We'll make a great Twitter ally for you. But if your AD and your assistant coaches start tweeting nonsense about Lubbock and Texas Tech, we will go to bat for our own. I also don't think TCU is ever getting back on the good side. I think they're dead to us, right? Um, yeah, unless they just help you on the field somehow, like if they knock off somebody that you needed to lose, I could see them maybe. There might be a brief respite, but I'm not going to ever be no. on their side, no. No, the, the cactus you know what, will live on forever. What sucks is I, I wanted to cheer for Sonny this year. 
I mean, their head coach is a Red Raider. Their stadium was named after a Red Raider. Uh, they have Lubbock and West Texas kids on the roster. But that one guy and nothing else has completely, well, that frog down guy or whatever, but it just is amazing. It's amazing the 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 turn and the denseness to just keep doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. It's just amazing to me. I welcome it. I'm glad they're doing it. Like I said, all it did was help awaken the sleeping giant that is our fan base. Not even talking about the football program, but when you've got a fan base that, you know, you've won one bowl game in the last nine years and we need something to galvanize around in the middle of July. I mean, they just fed it to us on a silver platter. So thank you. Uh, We got another Texas Tech Twitter goat in our presence, El Jefe. What's up, man? In the words of the great uh, Kent Hans, I love Texas Tech. When Twitter needed a cactus emoji trending, they called on the Red Raiders to do it. That's this right. Has been so much, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Sorry for my Kent Hansen impersonation. I did the best I could. I thought you were going to say um, when the Red Raiders needed an emoji, they didn't go to the eggplant. Oh, that's true. They didn't go. <laughs> they, they didn't go to the winky face. They went to the cactus. See, I, I failed in my impersonation right there. Hey, what's up? This man? has just been the, and I said it last time, and whenever your last, whenever I spoke in your last Twitter space, um, it's just been so stinking fun to to just see the unification of our fan base. We've just been so fractured, and it's it, it's it's so amazing. And and I don't know about you guys or anybody else, but I'm at the point where. Because, you know, we still get insulted by, you know, the other fan bases. It's, it's pretty common. We haven't had a great track record in football. We know that. But I, I, I dismiss it because I, I – I, and, and maybe I'm delusional. Maybe we're delusional. You know, we're, we're fans. We're, we're allowed to be that way. But I see the big picture. I, I'm not expecting this this great season this year. I, I'm I'm just not. Just having a, a new coach is is generally not, uh, historically speaking, a, a good thing. You usually struggle the first year. So I'm looking at next year. I'm looking at two and three years down the road, and that's what excites me. And so I know <laughs> that you know some of the insults deserved, but it it doesn't like it doesn't bother me. I mean, it bothers me. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess there's hope for a future. I, I, I feel like I'm talking like a preacher now. You know, there's hope for a future. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, Jeremiah, was that Jeremiah 29, 11? Um, but, uh, you know, there, it, I, I feel like, I, I guess I just feel like I'm having more fun. I'm, I'm, I'm not having to defend my tech fandom. Yeah, Joey, I feel Joey like, you knows. know what, you know what? Take your shots now because we're coming. I don't know yeah. when it's going to be, but we're coming. I'm with you. I think we will get the last laugh whenever that is. And to your point, 
yeah, I don't think Texas Tech and Lubbock are ever going to get rid of the, you know, like out there in the desert type insults or whatever he tweeted. But just even like owning it, owning our identity and like, okay, say whatever you want about Lubbock. Here's another cactus emoji. And I'm going to botch it, but a good friend of ours on Twitter, the Lubbockist, tweeted something to the effect of, it's especially ironic coming from TCU in Fort Worth that kind of leads into this romanticized cowboy culture. Um, but then when they want to talk about actual West Texas, actual, you know, an economy that is built on livestock, agriculture, all that, then all of a sudden they're looking down their nose at it. And so to me, it sounds like they're talking out both sides of their mouth and we just need to embrace West Texas. And I think that's something, you know, this is a little thing and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like when you play the spring game in Dallas, I get why you do that. There's some recruiting there, but like, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of West Texas. We need to lean into it. The players, I think, love it here. The coaches love it here, at least based on the response we saw today. And so I say let them keep lobbing those insults and we'll just keep sending out cactus emojis and loving the place we live. Yeah, and one more thing. I know you got another speaker, but uh, I believe the first coach to, to add it to his name was uh, Zarnell, the, the quarterback hunter who came from TCU. So if there's one coach that maybe should be hesitant, it should be him. But no, he, he went full on, I got you. I'm adding it now. And, and then he followed me. And I was like, oh, dude, best day ever. Quarterback hunter followed me. <laughs> Pretty amazing. All right, uh, Hakeem, what's up, man? Afternoon, guys. Uh, just uh, one question for you. Uh, what do you guys think the over-under is on Brian Cryington, his time at TCU? Does he last more than a year? I think he was at Texas for three years and USC for a year. So the great recruiter, how long does he uh, stay in Fort Worth? I hope for his sake the over caches because he's not going to get um, a second revenue stream from his Twitter tips like he used to. So I hope he remains gainfully employed. I'll take the over. I will say this, you know, coaches from the beginning of time have put their foots in their mouth, and I think that's what uh, Brian did. Um, There was a a Texas Tech coach last year that did the same. Uh, I've done it. Uh, That Texas Tech coach is still here. Uh, So I don't don't know that he's going to get fired over this, but uh, I would assume that somebody has had a conversation with that guy to uh, maybe – think about or run some tweets by people in charge before you just start spouting off because um, I don't know that he even realizes what he's done. Man, to to pay to be a fly on the wall in both the Texas Tech coaches war room today and the TCU coaches war room today, I would have, man, I would have paid big money to be there. Um, Briggsy, I think you're, <clears throat> I think you're raising your hand. You got something to say? No, it must be pilot error. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I just didn't want to keep ignoring you. I saw the hand emoji, um, doing this and I was like, maybe he's trying to politely cut in here. So more like polite picador. Yeah. <laughs> polite picadors. Hey, did you know, uh, I found this out doing a little bit of homework did you know the 
the freshman team at Texas Tech before a freshman could play on the on the varsity team. They were called the Picadors. I did not know that. There you go. Yeah, we kind of got uh, yeah. the, the Los Gauchos and the Gauchos, Gauchos and the Picadors. Yeah. Um, anyway, I kind of sidetracked us there, but um, one of the guys who's our countdown to kickoff was the uh, he set the all time picadors rushing record as um on the freshman team so that's how i found that out um i can't put my hand down either it doesn't look like it i feel like that's stuck up there okay um uh rob any final thoughts did we not get to anything that we need to cover yeah well, i just want to make sure everyone knows how awesome cole roberts is and the folks over that diversified lenders yeah, can you uh, explain what they do over at Diversified Lenders? I can't, but you can call Cole Roberts or find him on Twitter, <laughs> and he can. I mean, that that's why he gets paid the big bucks is because he can explain. And if you need to uh, pay your employees and you can't do that, they can uh, do that, and, and they can purchase some invoices, I think is what you say in the ad read. And uh, they can do it all, man. I don't know what it is, yeah. but they're much smarter than I am because they graduated from Texas Tech. Yeah, it's on you know diversifiedlender.com. You can you can try and figure it out. It's a bit of a riddle to me anyway, but I'm not very smart. So yeah, well we try. We try. We also uh, need to tell the people about one more business. Uh, maybe a couple more. Uh, Code Code Ninjas in Lubbock. They're doing summer camps. If you've got kiddos and you want them to learn about uh, computer coding and how to build a YouTube channel, all kinds of fun stuff. You can get $10 off using the promo code Gauchos, and that's good for any of the summer camps at the Lubbock location. Uh, check them out at CodeNinjas.com. Also, if uh, you have any legal troubles of sorts, like if, I don't know, um, if you tweet something defamatory about another person uh, and then you get dragged all day or you want to sue somebody over bullying you on Twitter and you lost your Twitter tips button, you can call Barnett Howard and Williams based out of Fort Worth. So fellow West Texans, but they handle cases all across the state of Texas. BHWlawfirm.com if you need to consult with them for, for anything. Those are beautiful. I don't have any more final thoughts, man. I, I'm good. I uh, love Texas Tech Twitter. I think what we're doing is amazing. Uh, the Gauchos, me and Kyle, very small part of it, but we're glad to be here. Uh, we love everyone that that's a part of it and has joined in the last couple of months. Uh, we're growing because of the people, and we always want to put back and give back, and that's why our Parley Picadors add money to the Matador Club. Uh, it's not about us. It's about improving West Texas, where we love, where we live, uh, where we grow our brand, where we grow our businesses, <laughs> see what you did we, there. Where we want to be, and I just I love West Texas so much, and thank God He put me in the desert, right? That's right, man. Living it up out here in the desert. Um, that's all I got. We'll be back uh, as soon as Arizona and Arizona State are announced for the Big Twelve. Hopefully tomorrow. Um, you can check it out on the Tucson newspaper, I guess. Until then, keep tweeting those cactus emojis. We love Texas Tech Twitter. Love y'all.